So you know how in infomercials they always try to sweeten the deal and say, but wait, there's more. And then they tack on like a whole other set of what they're selling. That's kind of where we're at, but make it student food insecurity. Hi, my name is Molly Jean Hennaberry, and today we are continuing our conversation about food insecurity at Simmons University. This time we're talking about how COVID-19 has put a magnifying glass on this issue. In this episode, I will be talking to fellow Simmons senior, Sarah Lemire. Sarah is a really good friend of mine, and she's currently being put up in a hotel by Residence Life as she is an essential employee at a Boston hospital. My conversation with Sarah is not just centered around food insecurity as a student in the age of COVID, but also just generally what this reality is like for her. Of course, this interview was done over the phone, so I apologize for the quality, but also I don't because social distancing. Gotta do it. Okay. Hello? Hi. Sarah and I took a few minutes just to catch up and chat before typing into the nitty gritty of everything. How's the experience overall been from the residence halls to where y'all are at now? I mean, it's definitely very different, of course. <laughs> Not quite the sweet life of Zach and Cody we all imagine. <laughs> I truly thought it would be the sweet life of Sarah, but <laughs> we are not out here. <laughs> no. Oh, I am not I... London Tipton in this moment. <laughs> I then asked Sarah to get into her meals at the hotel and how the situation was comparing to eating at Simmons. She does give a quick shout out to Alba, who is a dining services worker at Simmons, who we love. So, cheers to Alba. I know, you know I love my girl Alba. She really mm. chefed me up. A beautiful veggie-filled omelet every morning. Mm-hmm. And, like, here for breakfast, we have, like, just some bagels, non-fat yogurt, mm. and uh, that's about it. So they give us a stipend of $12 a day, which is actually mm-hmm. just, like, all loaded onto our Fenway card at once. So, yeah, I cook my own breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I'm trying to get my veggies in. Mm-hmm. Um, but then for dinner, we get takeout from Yard House. And mm-hmm. it's, like, the same menu, like, a weekly menu. It's, like, every weekday it's the same things mm-hmm. so like today uh what day is it monday we got our chicken fingers some dippies and some fries so that's a good start to the week <laughs> <laughs> how's the communication been with administration i know you had mentioned before that at the start um cory zolman was in touch but i am not sure um, anything else i think it's like i believe he's part of student life I don't know if that's true but it's like Mm -hmm. student life the office has been communicating Mm -hmm. so like first when I was still on campus over spring break uh they called me and uh because I was approved and then they were like uh asking me to further proof that I needed to be on campus later I got an email saying that everyone had to move off campus and then I called them back and I was very confused and they're like no you're good you're still approved you mm. stay on campus like no mm-hmm. worries but then like the next day they're like yeah everyone has to move off campus like you're moving to a hotel 
tomorrow. You got to get out of here by like four o'clock. Getting the rug pulled out from under you like that after the rug was just gently patted and placed. And they were like, no, 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 no. The rug is still here. And then for them to be like, just kidding. (laughs) It went back and forth like five times. It was very confusing. But Mm. so like going along with that, yeah, when everyone was still allowed to be on campus, um, Mm -hmm. they were serving meals in the fence. Okay. And so, and like that went on for like two days. But then I like hadn't gone there. Like I wasn't really aware of what was going on. Just I was still like freaking out, sitting mm-hmm. in my dorm, you know, panicking. Mm-hmm. And then I get a call from someone from Student Life being like, hey, so as you know, the dining services are canceled. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> as uh, I didn't know. Oh, shoot. Yeah, so then um, for the next few days, they would just, like, email us saying that they ordered us dinner. So I was emailing, like, the preparedness email, like, the mm-hmm. main thing for students to contact when all this was happening. And they were, like, they didn't reply for a couple of days until I had already figured out what was happening. Ooh. And I was, like, oh, so, like, are you providing us meals still? Because we were still on campus. Like, I didn't have a kitchen. Like, yeah, I I don't even know what I was eating then. <laughs> the way, obviously, I, I'm not in it, so feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Like, what before this pandemic hit, we, mm-hmm. Simmons as a community, we had a food insecurity problem that was already apparent. We could not get on a meal plan three meals a day. Absolutely, and, yeah. Like, easily, you, you could not get that and so I think there was already a fault to begin with but now we're in an emergency situation and I think it was one of those things that revealed the cracks and made them all the more apparent and not just because we didn't have a contingency plan which mm-hmm. you know no one's at fault like it, right. <laughs> it is a pandemic I, I think it's it's highlighting the need and something I'm hoping that they might consider even further in the future because now they've seen y'all in this extreme version of uncertainty where you didn't know in in an even heightened way that where your next move was coming from. And maybe maybe that's just my hopeful brain being like, they'll learn from this. But <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I don't know how much they like. I mean, like, clearly I'm very grateful to be here. You know, they're feeding me something. Like, God bless. Yeah. Like, they figured something out that's mm-hmm. actually, like, suitable. Like, it's livable, you know? But yeah. I don't know if they know. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of loose ends that have not been tied off. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. That, I mean, there. yeah, it's, it's, I think folks that aren't living a reality but are in charge of our reality and that Mm -hmm. is tricky. So, okay. So Mm -hmm. all fried foods, um, not a lot of choices. Yeah. Um, So I guess in addition to those, is there anything else that in this process you'd like to see amended? And then on the flip side, is there anything you you'd like to applaud that you think was done well by the administration. So one thing that comes to mind is just the stipend that's put on our Fenway card. Real quick aside for anyone listening that might not know what Fenway Cash is or have used it before, 
Uh, it's basically loading money onto your student ID with a debit or credit card. Uh, so then you can use your student ID for payment at select businesses in the area surrounding Simmons campus. Okay, back to Sarah. Uh, <laughs> so like that means we can only use that like $600, $700 at places that take Fenway cash. And mm -hmm. I had never used it before, like in my four years here. Um, Cause I had like never known how it worked and never wanted to like bother people to ask, you know, like at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. So I tried it out during a pandemic and people were <laughs> kind of mad at me. <laughs> uh, cause like, you know, I go to Whole Foods, it's busy. And mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, do you take Fenway cash? And the guy's like, uh, I think so. And then it takes forever to figure it out. My card's like broken because the card office couldn't fix it. And then they told me to come back and then the school closed. <laughs> so I think just like, like initially they gave us a gift card with some money on it. So I think that would be a better option because yeah. you can use it different places. Like maybe uh, you don't need to spend that much money on food at Star Market or Whole Foods, but you could use it at Target to get like a like larger variety of items or like yeah. Trader Joe's. Great mm. spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of someone to applaud. Yeah. Um I don't know. Because um I mean, I don't wanna like applaud Simmons. Not yeah. to be shady, but like never been a fan <laughs> yeah you uh you don't you that, don't have to apply to it is <laughs> no, not no. a requirement no. okay okay i have one more i have one more um the next steps in the process so mm -hmm. we've said communication been through student life been kind of out of the blue after not a lot but mm -hmm. right now after we're about a month into this yeah. Um, is is the communication kind of leveling out? Is it any more clear? Um, or is it still in that same chaotic one day at a time situation? Um. Well, so I think it was so chaotic because no one knew what was happening, and yeah. now now it's like settled down. However, they did say like when they told us we were moving into this hotel that we should be prepared to move out if they have to like close the hotel or something so like i'm kind of always on edge plus, yeah plus my anxiety they sent the updated uh meal schedule and it goes through like mid-may so like i don't even know how long i'll be here yeah uh, hopefully they don't kick us out but i mean mm. now i think we're just kind of living here it's like pretending that everything is normal <laughs> Following my interview with Sarah, I reached out to Simmons Residence Life for comments on the situation at hand. They were so great about getting back to me and sent some really well thought out responses. They are a little lengthy though, so here's two of the main ones. In response to the question of why are we utilizing hotels rather than buildings on residential campus, the office said that utilizing hotels is the best way for us to ensure the health and safety of students and staff during this pandemic. Not only do they prevent asymptomatic staff and students from interacting and potentially infecting each other, they offer individual bathroom and kitchen facilities that help with social distancing. Because of our campus's location in the heart of the Longwood Medical Area, we know the space will likely be needed for workers caring for COVID-19 patients. As a result, we'd have to create complex quarantine zones that could further endanger the safety of residents and staff who remained on campus. And then, 
When asked, are there any other details you want the student body to know, the office replied, our first priority is always the safety of our students and staff. The COVID-19 pandemic has presented many challenges that must be navigated quickly. In the face of these circumstances, our students have shown great resiliency and understanding. We see and value students' sacrifices and their strength during this immensely difficult period. We ask that students continue to reach out to our offices if there is anything they need, and we will continue to provide support and resources however we can. Thank you very much to Residence Life for those statements and for your efforts during this time. Unfortunately, this is not where the story ends, which you might have guessed because we're still living it. Not two days after my initial conversation with Sarah, I got a text. Sarah once again had to pack everything up. The hotel they were staying at was closing. Once the dust settled a little more, I gave Sarah another call. Hello? Hi again, friend. How are you, Molly? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, we're holding up. How are you? I'm, you know, being distracted from my work. <laughs> Okay, so play out for me the day of you get the message and you have to figure out next steps because you were working, right? Yeah, so when they first emailed us saying that we had to move out and they were like working on securing a hotel, but they didn't know when we had to leave or where we were going. Like they didn't tell us that yet. Oof. So then I just spent the next few days like waiting for information. Um, we asked the front desk at the old hotel, and the lady working there didn't even know that the hotel was closing. So <laughs> once again, uh, I'm not... <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but then like I guess a couple of days later, they were like, "Here's the hotel. We have to move, or like you have to pack up all your stuff in boxes." This moving company is going to take it over, um, and you have to be ready to go by, like, Saturday, 8 a.m. Mm. And so I had, like, been in contact with them before they told us that because I did have to work all weekend during the day. So I was like, yeah, I can't move. Like, I'm totally unavailable these whole days. So, I mean, I ended up working out. I just had to pack all my stuff. Mm. and go to work with a backpack full of other stuff and then take a taxi from work to this new hotel and like yeah it's just it's just a grand grand time yeah. uh and then the the real kicker the real punchline molly <laughs> uh so we're still getting our meals delivered from, like, our dinners from Yard House. Mm-hmm. They're still delivering it to the hotel. So I get in. I check in. The front desk did very nice. And then I'm like, oh, like, where are the dinners set up? Are they, like, down here? And he says, yeah, they're all over on that table. So I go look at the table, It's and there's, like, a couple meals with people's names on them, which are, like, people with dietary restrictions. So I go back to him, like, yeah, where are the other meals, though? And he says, <laughs> those are it. So, oh. yeah, I didn't have dinner after working as an essential employee 
at the hospital. Not to be dramatic. <laughs> I mean, it's not dramatic. It's real. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, I still don't know like, what what went on with that. But... So, yeah. So, new spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, how's, a couple, it, how's it comparing? <laughs> a couple major differences, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> So at the other hotel, I had, like, a full kitchen, a full mm. fridge. I had a dishwasher, dude. Like, mm. I never used it, but what, what, a, <laughs> what a luxury. Mm. Mm. And so I was chilling. I, as I told you before, I was making my breakfast, eating my veggies. Mm-hmm. And here, um, <laughs> it's it's like a regular hotel room, so we just have, like, a mini, mini fridge. Mm. Like in my room, and then a microwave for the floor. A microwave for everyone yeah. on one floor when we're supposed to be social distancing. Yeah, I mean it's in the hallway. Okay, um, but like, yeah, we're all sharing a microwave. Okay. <laughs> so how do you feel? You know, like food security wise. I mean, I have food, mm-hmm. but it's definitely, like, difficult to, well, okay, so the breakfast that they give us now, it, it kind of resembles, like, a, a kid's snack, but, you know, okay. like a, you know, like a Trix yogurt, you know how those things oh, are? Oh, yeah. Like, it's like that, one. no, it, it's not a Trix yogurt, but it's like, it looks like one of those. Um, Honestly, it'd then, probably be better if it was a tricks yogurt. At least you'd have like the fun colors to look at. <laughs> I've I've never had one. I wasn't allowed to have them. So. Oh my god. Okay, continue. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so we start yeah. with tiny yogurt and um, a Nutrigrain bar and mm. uh, like an orange juice, which is like the same kind we have in the hospital, which. I don't know what, how that matters, but it's like, uh, I don't know. I'm not a fan of orange juice. I don't need, like, extra, extra sugar with my sugar yogurt and sugar bar. <laughs> oh, and then mm. a fresh fruit. So, you know, when you finish your yogurt in three bites, it it's not the best start of your morning. No, no, I can't imagine... <laughs> Starting the it's day kind of quite like, right. It's like an appetizer to your mm. to your breakfast. Definitely thinking about food a lot, which is not helping with focus because I'm like trying to think of like what I can eat that I have here, which is just like more granola bars and like candy, <laughs> Pringles, some PBJs. And then, yeah, I just kind of yeah, wait until the same french fry dinner. I was about to say, so the dinners are still french fries and a main, like, chicken tendies? Yeah, it's, like, a lot of sandwiches, like, okay, which makes me not want to eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches because that's just a lot of sandwich. Yeah. But it's kind of, mm-hmm. like, a PBJ is kind of, like, the standard, like, shelf-stable meal, you know? Yeah, I mean, I feel like most shelf-stable meals that you can make with only a hallway microwave mm-hmm. are going to be 
sandwiches of some variety. <laughs> yeah, and like I don't have a freezer, so I can't. Yeah, frozen like, veggies, even like. Yeah, like I can live. Like I'm surviving. I have food. I have Wi-Fi. I have a bed. You know, like I'm. I'm doing all right. It's just like definitely a downgrade. My my mini mini fridge. I like shoved <laughs> so much stuff in there. It's literally like a Jenga game. Or no, it's, <laughs> it's Tetris, dude. Incredible. I mean, here, do you want do you want a, a fridge tour? Oh, a, a I verbal, a podcast yes. version. Heck yeah, let's get it. <clears throat> Let me see. Okay, okay. So I have um one orange juice that I put in the fridge because I don't know, I feel bad wasting food. Mm-hmm. Um ooh, I have strawberries that were on sale at Star Market. Nice. Got got some baby carrots in the hummus. Mm. Cedar's brand, local only. <laughs> <laughs> then I have my PBJ. Oh, I have cheesesteak, coffee creamer, the essentials. Mm. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm trying to like maximize the fridge and not squished in there. Those yeah, few like items can, are tight. Yeah, just picture like those small items, and then like that's what fits. Like, you know, like go into oh your fridge and pull out those things, and then there you go. <laughs> that's my fridge. <laughs> of course, grateful to have a fridge of some sort. It's just. Yeah, again, not what I'm used to, so it takes a lot more, like, effort to think about food. And, I mean, no one really has the mental bandwidth for that <laughs> right yeah. now. Oh, another thing. I don't know if I told you this, but they sent, humans sent out an email a couple of days ago, um, like, telling people, saying that they heard people were bringing in, like, cooking devices, I'm guessing, like, maybe like rice cookers or something you know stuff mm, that people probably like a hot plate dorms. or something yeah yeah and like we're not allowed to have those in dorms and then that now applies to our hotel room so they're like <laughs> threatening health and safety checks if people don't drop them off at like the front desk which just seems like like i understand it's not safe but like people are just trying to feed themselves yeah they said like um, we are providing two of your three meals for the day. Like you can find that other third meal. I mean, it, I'm obviously adding the rude tone to it. But, <laughs> um, okay, we have worked hard with the hotel and the yard house to provide you two meals a day. For that third meal, there are microwaves on each floor, specifically for your use. And then, if you are found to be bringing in an appliance you will lose your exemption status. So you lose your housing. So, I think it's funny that they call a tiny yogurt a meal. Yeah, also that. <laughs> that is nowhere near sufficient. So here we are now. It's May, the spring semester is coming to an end and students will soon be figuring out their next steps in regards to housing and meals. There are still plenty of questions to be asked and concerns to be addressed. Given all this uncertainty, I wasn't sure how to wrap this podcast up because there's no way to tie a neat bow on it. I would like to say, 
I don't think anyone in this situation is ill-intentioned. However, from the conversations I've had and worries I've heard, it's my honest belief that we can do more and we can do better. We continue to talk about this because in a global pandemic or otherwise, food insecurity remains an issue for Simmons students. Thank you so much again for listening. Be safe and be well. This podcast was produced and written by me, Molly Jean Henneberry. Edits and instruction were provided by Erica Mora of the Simmons Communications Department. Music for this podcast was produced by Connor O'Brien. Thank you.